expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney and Carrie. This is Sunday, January 16th, 2022, and we would like to welcome everyone here tonight. My name is Courtney and tonight we will be talking about prepping your meals and meal planning. So just a few housekeeping tidbits. If you don't mind, if you have questions, please raise your hand and wait on Miss Diane to call on you to, you know, recognize you and then we'll get your question. And we ask that you stay muted until it's your turn to speak. And so I'm going to turn it over to Diane. And Diane, if you don't mind going over the commands and then we'll get started. Okay, thank you, Courtney. All right, so if you want to... If you want to uh, raise your hand, the command is Alt-Y on a PC, and to unmute is Alt-A. On a Mac, it is um, Option-Y to uh, unmute, and Command-Shift-A to raise your hand. I mean, to... what did I say? Let me try that again. Uh, on, on the Mac, it's um, option Y to mute and or to unmute and command shift A to, I'm still doing it wrong. It's option Y to raise your hand and command shift A to unmute on the iPhone. It's um, in the lower right corner of your screen to raise your hand. There's a more button, double tap that, and then right flick until you find raise hand and uh, double tap that. And, uh, uh, and then to unmute, it's in the lower left corner of your screen. And on a touch tone phone, it is star nine to raise your hand and star six to Unmute. Phew. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I gave you a challenge tonight. Huh? All right. <laughs> so um, I also want to introduce my co-facilitator, Carrie. So welcome, Carrie. Well, thank you, Courtney. For everybody who doesn't know, I'm Carrie and I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. And I have joined Courtney on this call and I've really enjoyed it. All right, so we'll get started. Um, so we're going to talk about meal planning first, and because you kind of need to plan your meals before you can prep them. Um, I'll go over some ways that I have done meal planning in the past and what's worked, and uh, I kind of loosely do it now, now that I've kind of gotten the hang of it. Um, so what I do first is I take stock or take inventory of what I have in my pantry, um, my freezer, my fridge, my cupboards, and see what kind of meal I can make out of what I have. When I first started doing this, I cut my grocery bill down to like $20 a week for the first couple of months because I had so much stuff. Um, And then I kind of look at my calendar, see, okay, what have I got planned what calls do I have to facilitate this week and kind of arrange my meals that way. So on nights that I have a call to facilitate, 
um, or another meeting, something like that, I make sure that we do something simple or that I fix enough leftovers, enough for leftovers the next night. So, um, so that's what I do. Um, and the next thing I do is I look at my local uh, grocery shopping ads. For us as visually impaired, sometimes that can be a challenge since they usually come in the newspaper or if people even get newspapers anymore, I don't know. Um, or they're online and you can't really, you know, read them because they're not accessible. The, um, I have found an app that for the most part is fairly accessible and it's called Flip. And that's F-L-I-P. And it does all of your major stores like Kroger, King Super, which I know is the same thing. It's just a different name wherever you are. Um, Publix, Aldi, Walmart. So, and they don't do just grocery ads. They do all kinds of store ads. And I have found that 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 is a huge help. And even some of your smaller locally owned grocery stores you can find on this app as well. Um, And then I make a list of what I need from the store and then um, make sure I have all my staples. So my flour, my sugar, milk, things like that. And then I began preparing my list and, um, you know, I just do a lot of this on my phone. So I'll have a document that has the days of the week so I can write out what I plan to have for dinner that night along with the sides and then, you know, work my list from all of those. Um, so do we have any questions so far? No hands so far. Okay. All right. Um, and I like the challenge of meal planning when I don't have a lot in my pantry or cupboards or freezer because that's when I get creative. Okay, these are the items I have. Corn, rice, some ground beef, and a half a jar of salsa. What can I do with that? Okay, well, I'll have some flour tortillas so I can mix all that together and roll it up in a burrito style and put a little cheese on there, and then I have something. I have a good dinner. Um So I like the creative aspect of having very few ingredients and some that don't sometimes don't necessarily go together. So, um, so I'm going to Carrie. do you have any tips or tricks that you do for meal planning? I do. Um, You will find that most families have a standard set of meals that they'd like to prepare. And so for me, What I've done is I've sat down and said, what are the top 10 meals that I normally prep or eat during, you know, any given time? And so I try to keep those ingredients for those recipes always available. And then from there, I'm like, Courtney, I will, if I have leftover tater tots or if I have leftover hamburger, you know, I go to my pantry and I find a can of mushroom soup and I'm like, oh. I can make a tater tot casserole. We haven't had that in a couple of months. And so then I'm able to get creative from there. But, you know, kind of look through and see what does your family like to eat? And, you know, it's stock from there. And then 
be creative, like Courtney was saying, from anything that you have left over. So you're not, you know, overspending on your budget. Something else I like to do also when I'm looking at the sales ad, I look at what meat is on sale. Um, before COVID, I tried not to spend, and this is just in my area in North Mississippi, um, in my prices, I tried not to spend over $2 a pound for ground beef. So when I would catch it on sale for, say, $1.99 a pound, I would buy 10 to 15 pounds of ground beef. And uh, I want to get into a little prepping here. I would take all of that ground beef and I would cook it down and you know, brown it, bag it up in, into like one cup portions and put it in the freezer. And that way that part was already done. And I'll go over how I do that once we get into the prepping. Um, so, you know, that part's already done. And say the next week, okay, it may be chicken on sale. So I'll get, you know, four or five packs of, say, chicken legs, if they're 79 cents a pound, and put them in the freezer so that I have them. And I do the same thing with pork. Um, so whatever your meat choice is. And about every four weeks or so, that cycle is going to repeat. So you can get enough and maybe a little bit extra to get you through the four weeks and then start over again. Um, and I have gotten to the point now, cause I've been doing this for three or four years where my freezer stays pretty full of meat because I watch the sales and plan ahead. Um, one of my favorite quotes is a failure to plan is a plan to fail. So, you know, I want to make sure that I have plenty of food for us to eat, um, especially in those months when the money gets a little tight. You have more month at the end of your money. So um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But, yeah, and like Carrie said, we try to, you know, I try to know about 10 meals that we will eat or that I can make. And then the rest of it is just pure creativity. Carrie, were you going to say something or Diane? Yes, I was going to say something in regards to like your shopping. You know, something else that, you know, I look forward, you know, in the, in the uh, sale ads is seasonal stuff. So like during the holidays, you know, ham's usually on sale. Turkeys are usually on sale. And I will double up or triple up on those kind of items because personally, I like ham throughout the year. I like turkey throughout the year. I don't like it just during that November and December timeframe. And if you look close during Easter, a lot of the stores will have prime rib on sale if you buy more than $35 worth of groceries. Well, mm -hmm. that's something I can easily do when I shop, which is sometimes good. But, you know, that's stuff that you can stock up on. And then, you know, it's kind of a nice treat to have a nice prime rib, you know, outside of your holiday time. So, Think about what, what you really like during the, those holiday times and just stock up on them. There's nothing wrong with doing that because like Courtney said, the lean times on the budget, it's great to have a great freezer, you know, um, well-prepped, well-stocked, I mean. Three raised hands. Okay. Go ahead with the hands, please. Diane. Four, actually, no. Okay. All right. 
first is Peggy Carpenter. Hi, Peggy. What's your question? Hi. Uh, I was going to say I love the Flip app. I totally agree with you. Um, except I think it's got two P's. It's it's F L I P P. I think. Okay, it may. I'll, I'll I will look yeah. at that in just a moment. But yes, <laughs> but, thank uh, you. Um, yeah, I don't know why it's got the extra P, but I guess just to make it unique. Um, I really love that, and it's it's so great to see what's on sale at the different stores, and it is pretty accessible. So I, I like that very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, here's our next hand. Jewel G. Hey, Jewel. Go ahead with your question or comment. You'll need to unmute, Jewel. Okay, let's go on to the next hand and we'll come back to Jewel. Okay. Next is Tori. Hi, Tori. Hello. Other than those times when you're creatively throwing random stuff together, how do you avoid the boredom of ending up doing the same meals over and over again? Um, we re- It's just having that variety, of, you know, of those 10 to 12 recipes that you can fall back on. Um, they're for the longest we were stuck on um, chicken curry and then we kind of got tired of that. And then we were on to something else. I mean, we weren't eating it every night. It was every week, but we just, you know, we'll find something that we like and we'll cook it every week for a while. And then it goes kind of into the rotation for, of those 10 or 12. Um, so we really don't get very bored with it. And Tori, the other suggestion, like for me, what I do is because I live in a very seasonally driven um, area, I have a tendency to eat heavier meals in the wintertime and lighter meals in the summertime. So those rotations, your 10 to 10 to 12 meals kind of rotate based on my seasons. I'll have a tendency to eat lighter meals and I change up that rotation. And then in September, I'll say, oh, my goodness, I could have that tater tot casserole. It's a little bit heavier. It's a little bit warmer at night. So I rotate them throughout the seasons. That makes sense. Yeah, that's just pretty much what we do here as well. Okay, who's their next hand? Okay, um, Jewel G, uh, you are still muted. So Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I was actually in the app I wanted to mention, um, and it wouldn't. Uh, my keyboard wasn't act, was acting up and not letting me get back. Okay, into go ahead with your question, please. I had a comment actually. Okay. Um, this is a, about meal planning. Um, the app that I wanted to mention is called Paprika Three. It is a recipe manager. You can grab the recipes from any website and just stick it in there. Um, it has a pantry so you can do your inventory. It has a meal planning section so you can do your meal planning there. And it has a grocery section so you can make your grocery list. One thing I really like is you can go into a recipe and you can say add to grocery list and, you know, add to meal plan. And what it will do is it'll show you the um, ingredients for that um, recipe when you want to add it to your groceries. And it'll say, if you have it in your pantry, it'll say in pantry, and then you can unselect that item. And, you know, you can say, okay, well, I've already got that one. 
and then you add it to your meal plan. And then when, when you're ready to do your meal for that day, you go into your weekly meal plan and say, okay, today is Monday. This is what I had planned. And then when you go grocery shopping, your grocery list, when you're done with it, when you're done checking off your items, then you can say add to pantry. And it just puts all of those items into your inventory so you don't have to go through and add them all over again. Okay. It's an amazing app. Okay. Is it a free app or is it? It is. I believe it's four four or $6. It's well worth it. Okay. Is that a monthly charge or just a one-time? No, it's a one-time charge. It's a one-time charge. Yeah. All right. I believe it's well worth it. Yeah. I love that app. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Diane, do we have any additional okay, next? Yes, we do. Uh, Eugene. Hi, Eugene. Good you evening, ladies. Yes, I do. Okay. Can you, um, you were talking about you go and you buy stuff that's on sale and you stock your refrigerator or your freezer. How long can you keep some of that items like the turkeys or the hams? You know, you go get two or three. What's the length or duration that you can keep that in the freezer before it goes bad? Um. So it's... The, it's really not going to go bad if it's in the freezer, you know, it might get freezer burnt, but, um, you know, a, you know, turkey or ham, it could last up to a year. And with it being vacuum sealed, like it is, it might last even longer. I'll just say that it doesn't last that long in my house. <laughs> because We, you know, like Carrie, we like turkey and ham year round, uh, not just on special occasions. Um, so, you know, it will, I would say at least a year and maybe even longer. Um, and, you know, I try to keep a good rotation on my meat. So, you know, first in is the first out. Um, so, you know, I just rotate my stock and that's kind of a habit from my days in the grocery business. Um, so, you know, I just try to keep, just keep it rotated as much as possible. And, and Courtney, like she was just saying, the, the key is if it's kept in the manufacturing freezer, vacuum freezer seal, that's the key right there. If you break that package, then you do reduce that freezer time by, you know, probably a two to three month period. And I would definitely use it if you open up that package. So, yeah. you know, avoid opening the package as much as possible when you're trying to stock your freezer and you know trying to keep something for a long term mm -hmm. it gets kind of rough when you fix it for one person so you know you get something that's got you know, like a big rack of ribs you know yeah of course you, you can do eat it today and then eat it the rest of it tomorrow i guess <laughs> right yeah. well eugene yeah. so a suggestion i have on that is i don't know what's in your kitchen um but i do have a vacuum sealer um as part of my um, kitchen appliances. And so if I buy a large rack of ribs, I will go ahead and cut them down or have the butcher cut them down. And then when I get home, I vacuum seal them. And then I can keep those in the freezer between four to six months. And they're in smaller portions for us people who only have one to two people to feed. And it's much easier and it's a lot easier to manage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't want to go that route, you could go ahead and cook your rack of ribs, cut them down to what you'll eat in a meal size portion and freeze the rest. It's already cooked. So all you have to do is pull it out, let it thaw and heat it up a little bit. And there's your meal. How long um, would they be good for? You know, like 
after you, you cook it and you break it down and put it in the freezer, be good for a week or two or something like that? Or? Um, a couple of months, maybe. Okay. All right. I don't do that often because I'm fortunate my husband loves leftovers. So um, we don't have, if we have leftovers, it's just for one night or one day. And uh, then, you know, they're gone. So I fix my chili like that because I do five quarts when I make that and I break it down in quart size and freeze it. That way yeah. I've got it whenever I want it. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next is Ray Lynn. Hey, Ray Lynn. You got a question hey or a comment? Um, I just had a comment just in terms of like low tech ways of keeping track of meals and stuff. So I have a master list of meals because I mean, there's always a meal that somebody liked or somebody didn't like. So I like to keep a master list of the things that everybody liked, like a go to. And then I have another notes app, uh, another note in my notes app, um, just called groceries. And I put my grocery list in there with like the check boxes. Um, and then also each week. So every week I'll do Saturday through Friday. Um, because we do a curbside pickup with our neighbors every Saturday. Um, and I keep every week's list, not list, but every week's meal plan in there so that like, if I'm, oh, you know, all I can think of is spaghetti and, you know, grilled chicken, I can scroll back through the previous weeks. I'm like, oh yeah, remember the sweet potato thing that we all liked or remember the chicken sandwiches that everybody loved. Um, it's really helpful because I don't feel like I'm having to recreate the wheel every time. And there are things that like, you just forget about, like, especially um, Carrie was saying some of those seasonal things. Like, oh yeah. In the summer, we'd love to do, you know, kebabs or we love to do more stuff on the grill. And it's just nice to always have that there. I don't feel like I have to just come up with it every week. Right. Right. That's a good tip. Thanks. Thanks, Raylan. Sure. Okay. Um, Jewel. Sorry. Okay. Jewel G, Jewel G has her hand up. I'm not sure if I forgot to lower it or if she has another question. I had a question now. Okay, go ahead, Jewel. Um, you were talking about breaking things up and putting them in the freezer um, separately. I like to do that. Like if I get a pack of 10 legs, you know, chicken legs, I'm going to break it up into like two legs per package. Right. The question I had was, do you know what the difference would be between freezer paper freezer Ziploc bags and um, vacuum sealing and um, at what other options are there for freezing food? Um, I, I don't use freezer paper mm -hmm. I just, just because I think it's supposed to keep your food from getting frostbit um, and I may be wrong on that. So again, it doesn't stay in my freezer that long. So that's just an, an expense that I don't incur. Um, freezer bags, they, they're just a little more heavy duty. They're thicker than just regular Ziploc bags. So I'm sure that's to, you know, help prevent some frostbite or, you know, freezer burn. Um, I don't own a vacuum sealer, so I'm going to defer to Carrie on that answer. Yeah, the vacuum seal bags. I, I mean, I fell in love with this machine about oh, 15 years ago. <clears throat> so what you are given when you buy the product you are give, given bags or you're given a long roll and then you can um, seal the bottom cut it and then seal the top based on the size of your food or you know what you're trying to uh, vacuum seal 
And when you vacuum seal, you actually are able to extend that freezer time um, in, your, in your freezer. Now, the caveat to this whole thing with the vacuum seal is when it vacuum seals it, it does such a great job that sometimes you, as a blind person, you can't feel it and say, oh, this is chicken or, oh, this is ribs, because sometimes they might feel the same. So you do have to come up with your way of labeling that bag. So if you're a Braille reader, you know, use your Braille, um, you know, use a Braille tag. Um, I personally am an Audible pin user, and I have the Audible freezer labels. So you, if you use the vacuum seal method, you need to really have a good labeling system. Because um, like I said, a lot of things will feel the same. So if you cut it open thinking you're having ribs, and now all of a sudden you're having drumsticks, okay, well, you have to make some adjustments, and you go on, you know, and you enjoy it, you know. But just remember that when you use the vacuum seal. Yeah, I've laid out pork chops many times, and while it's, you know, thawing, I, I promise it turns into chicken legs or chicken breast. You know, I've had that happen several times. Um, but now I have a kind of a system. I have an upright freezer, so, um, and I'm kind of anal about how, how I organize things. So in, in my freezer, the top row or the top shelf is beef, then it's chicken, then it's pork. And the next shelf down is for miscellaneous things. Um, so it's easy for me to tell my husband, okay, go look on the beef shelf in this particular spot and get, you know, two small packs of the cooked brown beef out for dinner. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how I do my organizing. Um, I'll, I'm going to mention an app that I use to make my grocery list. And it's called Out of Milk. And it is accessible. Um, you know, you can arrange things in order of how they're laid out in the grocery store. If you know the layout of your grocery store, um, you know, put them in that shopping order. Um, you can share your list with other out-of-milk users, or you can share it as a plain text, which is what I like because we don't have... Um, accessible grocery delivery uh, or it's really expensive in my area. So I'm blessed to have someone that can go pick it up for me. And so I just text them my grocery list and they go get what I want. So that's how I do it. And, you know, sometimes throughout the week I'll put my grocery items on there, what I need, or sometimes I will use my echo device and tell her to add things to my shopping list. And then I just go through the shopping list on my Echo as I'm making my weekly grocery list. So. And earlier this year, Courtney shared that idea of organization with me. And it made sense to me. So what I did is I went into my freezer. I have, an, I have a bottom drawer pull-out freezer. And so I found, I measured my area. And I figured out that I could buy four plastic baskets. And I placed them in the freezer and so one is for pork, one is for chicken, one is for beef, and one is for turkey. So I thank Courtney for helping me because I had no way of knowing really, you know, how to organize it. And she gave me a great idea. And so I have those four baskets. I have the four basic proteins that I eat. And I'm able just to I know exactly where they are. And it's um, much, much easier. So thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. 
before we got our upright freezer, we had a small chest freezer and, you know, I used the plastic bins, you know, like Carrie said, she did. And I put braille labels on there for, you know, the beef, chicken, pork. Um, and of course your vegetables, if you do the frozen vegetables or the frozen pizzas, things like that, they're, they have a barcode on them. So I just use my barcode reader. And so it's, that is usually not as organized as the, the, the fresh meats. So. All right. Do we have any more hands on meal planning? No, ma'am. Okay. I think it, we're about halfway through our hour. So um, yep. we can move on to meal prep. So Carrie, I'm going to let you take over and then I'll throw in my two cents worth throughout. So meal prepping, um, that was my Achilles heel for a long, long time because I never knew what to do. So what I started doing is I would take a protein like I did last week, like the chicken, and I would make a large batch in the crock pot and then or, um, cook it and then portion it out like in two cups. And then of I use a vacuum sealer and then seal it up. And I would, so that was like for the chicken. And so that was done and prepped. I would buy the large rolls of hamburger and mix it with turkey. And I would make hundreds of meatballs at one time. And again, I would, you know, put 10 to 15 in a bag, seal it up and have those ready. So what I was doing is I was constantly prepping for my next thought, but having bulk in my freezer. So now that I have that prepped, I'm like, okay, the meal, the meatballs are cooked. All I have to do is pull them out. So if I'm going to have spaghetti, I know all I have to do is prep for pasta and sauce. I already have my meat. And so that is makes it for an easy prep job on the nights that, you know, we're running short on time or, you know, like Courtney has meetings a lot and etc. The other thing I do is if a lot of my foods are going to involve onions, celery, carrots, I will go ahead and cut up all my carrots. I will go ahead and cut up all my celery. And you can easily put those, um, you can cut them up in sticks or in dices. And you can actually put them in cold water and keep them in your refrigerator. And they will stay the entire week cold. The benefit is, is one, when you need your carrots, they're there. You pull them right out of that cold water and you can use them into your meal. The other thing is, is they make a great snack. Um, I have tried very, very hard to eat healthier these last couple of years. And so by having those carrot sticks or the celery sticks around all the time, it makes it um, an easy snack for, you know, when you just get those little hungers. So then your, your other basic food, like onion, I will usually buy three or four onions at a time. I will cut them up into um, large rings. And I actually have a hand chopper that will dice up my onion. So with a few um, pounding of the top of the device, it'll chop it, turn it, chop it, turn it. And then I have a easily diced onion. 
And with that, I will usually put those into individual bags, usually about a half a cup each. And then in that bag, I will put all those bags in a larger bag because onion smell is pretty potent and pretty strong for me. And so that way it keeps that smell down. And so when I'm going through all my recipes, what I'm going to use for this week, I will figure out what can I prep early? How much of it do I need? How much of it is overlapping? And, you know, how much of it um, can wait till the day of? Is it something that's so simple as such as just opening a can of, you know, cream and mushroom soup? Or is it something that needs a lot of time to put together? So, you, you know, you know your time, you know your, your days, and, you know, try to plan that way. But I will also say be flexible, be fluid with your meal planning and prepping because we all have that moment when your spouse comes home or your child has come home and they've said, oh, well, we have a meeting tonight. And then, you know, in some people's mind, their whole prepping and everything just goes right out the window. Don't panic. Don't go, don't go down that river. You know, just think, okay, I'll just do this another night or I'll go ahead and make it and then put it in the freezer and have it ready for the next week. And then you don't have a waste and you're also thinking ahead and you're prepping. But I like to on Sunday mornings, get up early um, or even on Saturdays or Sundays. It doesn't really matter. It all depends. And I will literally cook or prep all my meals for the next seven days and have everything lined out and have everything done. And after a while, you get so good at it that you can probably do it in just a few, one, maybe two hours. But then your entire life for that week or two weeks is planned out, prepped, made. And it minimizes how many times you go to the grocery store. And for me, that was big because the less time I went to the grocery store was the less times I bought store-bought cookies. You see where I'm going with that? The less time I was at that grocery store, the better off I was. So it really helped me um, stick to my healthier eating lifestyle. And it also helped me with my budget. So that's the main thing to me about prepping. So if you have a protein that you want to figure out how to prep early, you know, you can reach us through the acbcooks at gmail.com. And we will give you lots of ideas of how to work your favorite protein into a prep along with the vegetables or the salads or side dishes that you want to go with it. Because sides are also important. You know, some sides take just as long as a regular meal. And there's lots of sides that you can prep early also. So, Courtney, I mean, those are some of my tips. What about some of yours? Um, some of my meal prep tips kind of, I look at long term, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> so I mentioned earlier that when ground beef goes on sale, I'll buy 10 to 15 pounds and go ahead and cook it, you know, brown it up and put it in Ziploc bags. Um, I have a chronic illness. So there are days where I don't feel like standing over a stove all day. Um, so the way I cook my ground beef, I will break it up in um, 
you know, crumble it up as it's raw and put it in my crock pot and fill the crock pot with water. You want to just cover the meat, just have about an inch of water above the meat. And I usually go ahead and season it with my um, salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Um, and then I turn it on high and let it cook for three hours. Three hours, it's done. I drain it and let it cool. Then I bag it up into one cup portions and in you know little small Ziploc bags. Get all the air out of it, roll it up tight, and stick it in a larger Ziploc bag like Carrie does sometimes. And, um, and so on the days where I don't feel the best, I could go grab the ingredients for spaghetti sauce and my pasta, cook my pasta, let it drain and cool a little bit. And while I'm doing that, I'm cooking my spaghetti sauce. So I only have one pot there. Um, and then I just, you know, toss a bag of the ground beef in the microwave and defrost it and then, um, dump it in my sauce and then I have spaghetti. I have dinner in less than 30 minutes. Um, I haven't done my chicken that way in a long time, but you can do that. If you like the rotisserie chickens like from Walmart or Costco or other places, if you can catch them when they mark them down to like half price or even lower, get as many as you can afford take them home and debone the chicken and put the pieces, you know, the shredded chicken in Ziploc bags. And you already have your shredded chicken for say your rotel chicken, like Carrie discussed last week or your chicken tacos or chicken noodle soup, things like that. Um, I will buy whole pork loins when boneless pork loins and I'll get them to get the butcher. I'll buy like three or four at a time. And I'll get the butcher to cut them into either half inch or inch thick slices. And then I'll put, you know, four or six pork chops in a Ziploc bag. And then I'm ready for pork. You know, that's ready. All I have to do is let it thaw and cook it up and have dinner. So I'll look at ways that I can, you know, like that, that I can plan ahead so that I'm not in the kitchen so long um and uh, you know courtney just brought up a really good point about the butcher i'm going to tell everybody to make friends with your butcher because the more you know you they are more than happy to do anything for you or help you and when something you know doesn't you know when you have questions or something that butcher is going to step in and help you um After I lost my eyesight, my butcher was very sweet. And when I bought ribs, he would take them out of the vacuum seal bag and he would cut the, the, um, the silver skin off for me, which was great because, you know, it was a little challenging for me to learn how to do that at first, but you know, now he does it for me and he cuts down my ribs for me and they charge nothing extra. They don't, you know, add anything to that. And they just cut it all down and they really help you out. So make friends with your butcher whenever you can. Yes. Yes. Um, As we were talking about hams and turkeys earlier, you know, if you get, you know, you see a 20 pound frozen turkey and you know, okay, I'm not going to eat all of this that Thanksgiving, you know, didn't just ask them, say, you know, can you cut this in half? And 
more than likely they're going to be happy to do that for you. They will cut it for you, put it on a plastic tray and wrap it up. And again, they do not charge any extra. Um, and one of the things that I have done in the past, I haven't done it in a while, but I have a chicken recipe where, you know, a lot of them say pound the chicken breast out flat until it's really thin. Um, I have asked the butcher, would they mind running it through their meat tenderizer? And a couple of times that flattens it out. It also tenderizes it a little more and it looks like the tenderized or, you know, minute steak that you get sometimes, but it's still chicken, but it's, that's less work you have to do as far as pounding it out flat. So there's your little tip there. Again, it doesn't cost any extra. Um, and at times I try to prep a lot of my vegetables. I know several months ago I was on a salad kick. So when I would get my vegetables for my salad, I would go ahead and prep my lettuce. It was in a big bowl. It had all my vegetables in smaller bowls. And all I had to do was grab all those out of the refrigerator, fix me a bowl of salad and put it back up. It, all the work was done for me. And I was able to eat more salads and less waste because I didn't, you know, I didn't have the dread of, oh, I've got to drag all this out and prep all this. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so again, it goes back to planning ahead just a little bit. And the more you do it, the easier it gets and you don't have to plan quite so much. Um, you know, I don't know what we're going to have for dinner the next few days, but I do know I have enough ingredients and to make probably 10 different meals if I wanted to. Um, uh, do we have any questions, Diane? Yes, we do. Okay. Jewel G. Hey, Jewel, go ahead. Hey. Um, as far as meal prep goes, if I dice up a bunch of vegetables, how long will they stay in the um, fridge or, you know, can I freeze them and how long will they stay put, put in the freezer if I vacuum sealed or say, you know, Ziploc bags in the fridge or, um, you know, jars in the fridge or whatnot? All right, Carrie, do you want to take that one or would you like? I, I sure will. Well, we'll start with the basic, like the onion. So if you chop up an onion, you have to do a, uh, a process called flash freeze. And what that is, is you take a baking sheet and you put wax paper on it. And you spread your onion, your chopped up onion over it. And you've laid that over the wax paper, okay? Give it an even layer. Put it in that freezer for three to four hours till each, you know, till they're frozen. Once they're frozen then you can in, put them in individual baggies, okay? And once you put them in individual baggies, you put them in the large baggie. Now, I know this seems a very um, long process, but if you don't do the flash freeze and if you just cut up your vegetables and you put them into a baggie into the freezer, you will get a clump of ice because a lot of vegetables have moisture in them. And by doing a flash freeze, it actually breaks it down so that each piece is frozen solid instead of the entire thing, okay? Um, so if you bag them and you put them in there, you can actually put them in a zip, you know, in the freezer Ziploc bags, and they will stay three to four months. Now, the 
one the one vegetable I struggle with the most with this is celery. Celery just has that lick that a lot of liquid, a lot of water, and a lot of fiber, and it has a tendency to break down. So with that, I prefer to use the take a celery stalk, cut it down, and put it in cold water and keep it in my refrigerator for up to a week. That's about the that's about the only one I really, really struggle with. Carrots, you can and you can do both methods, and it's would great. you put the celery in a jar or would you put it in a bag like that? Oh, I I just have some glass jars that I put it okay. on. You know, yeah, we have a bunch of mason jars for that stuff. That's perfect. Mason jars are your best friend in the kitchen. There you yeah. go. That's that's and exactly it. I had another question. Sure, I'm not sure if you were going to touch on it at all. Um, could you mention techniques for canning as a blind person? Uh, that would be a totally different call. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I will be honest, I canned when I was sighted, but I have not really attempted it um, since I've lost my eyesight. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of want to have a sighted person with me the first time I do it. Okay. Because I know we want to can stuff and we do have the tongs, the um, magnetic um, thing for the lids. We have the, um, the, uh, jar funnel, you know, so we have right. tools. Yeah. I'm just what thinking, we'll do, Jewel, excuse me, just a minute, Jewel. What we'll do, uh, I have several blind friends who do can, and mm -hmm. I will talk to them and we will get them on for a call sometime. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Diane, who's our next hand? Next is Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi. Um, one thing that you can do if you buy a lot of stuff at once in a big shop and you want to use it for soup or stew is you can take a high-sided cookie sheet, you know, one of those ones with edges. You uh -huh. can put a, a little bit of oil on it, a very small amount, just so whatever it is you put on it doesn't stick. You can chop up celery, carrots, and onions um, in whatever quantity you want and roast them at 375 um, for, I don't know, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. And you may have to stir them in from the edges to make sure they don't stick. But right. if you use a high-sided cookie sheet and put like a tablespoon of oil on a stainless steel sheet, don't use those Teflon ones. Use the, use the ones you can scrape. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so once you get through with the celery, onion, carrots, parsnips, turnip, roasted combination, then you can put that, uh, you cool it down, never put hot stuff in plastic containers, but cool it down, put it in pint or quart plastic containers, you can use your leftover yogurt containers if you do that, label them mixed veg. And then when it comes time to make soup, you can put a quart of your mixed veg frozen, a quart of frozen broth, which, you know, we can talk about at some point, and like a cup of lentils. And in 45 minutes, you will have the best soup you've ever had. Uh -huh. The roasted process is really, really, it brings out wonderful flavors in the veggies. So yeah, that's a good way of keeping veg. All right. Thank you. And as well. I'm sorry. 
mushrooms, radishes, and turnips as well. Same same yes. way as she just said. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Turnips, turn, uh, and you can mix them all up. You can do them separately. A lot of times I will do onions. I'll just saute up a bunch of onions and put them in Ziplocs and put them in a bigger container, put a label on the container that says onions. And that way, if I want to buy three or four bags of onions, my onions won't go bad. You know, this is for people who do two week shops or something or right. once a month shops or get sales on on big bags or whatever it is. So there you go. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Liz. Thank sure. you so much. Sure. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. All right. Who else do we have, Diane? Uh, we have Tori. Okay, Tori. How many days ahead can you prep the salad and have it still be okay in the fridge? A lot of it depends on your the vegetables you buy and the lettuce. So I'm not crazy about iceberg lettuce. So I usually uh, typically get romaine. And I would... Just, you know, when it's, when I buy it, it's usually like three heads to a bag. So I'll prep all three and it'll last me all week and then maybe a couple extra days. Um, you know, and I buy like grape tomatoes. So I just wash those as I use them. My other vegetables, they'll usually last about a week if stored properly. Okay, great. Uh -huh. I've, I've been doing it like every other day kind of thing. And it would be great if I could have a longer gap between having to do that. Right. All right. Yeah. Romaine, um, you know, a bag of three heads of romaine, it usually lasts me about a week. Okay. Because it is a hardier lettuce. I prefer romaine anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any other questions, Diane? Uh, Tony. Hi, Tony. You can go ahead with your question or comment. It's not me. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, Hello, DJ. ladies. Uh, yes, DJ. A question. Uh, Tori kind of was right on the, on the line with what I was thinking, but I was also thinking in terms of mixed vegetables. You know how, like, you get the Caesar salad or the chopped mm -hmm. salad in the bag and everything like that there? How long does that last after you've purchase it and you put it in the freezer and that's my first part and the other part is can you take that salad and can the uh can its preserving be longer when it's placed into like some kind of plastic container and then put it in the fridge that's my question okay first i do not recommend freezing any lettuces because it's just it's just gonna make it wilty and yucky. <laughs> um, if you like wilted lettuce, and it, it's just a weird texture to me, and so right. I don't eat it like that. Once it gets wilty, no, it, it's thrown out. Um, as <laughs> far as the buying the bagged salad kits, mm. I would try to eat those within a couple of days of purchasing them. They do have a freshness or expiration date or by sell by date on them. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I try not to buy those very often <laughs> because for about the same price, I can buy a head of lettuce and, um, have all of my other ingredients. Um, so, mm -hmm. um, and once they're open, you know, I, I would try to eat it within a day or two of it being opened. Again, I mm -hmm. would not yep. try to freeze any of the lettuces or any of the salad kits. 
because mm. it's just gonna because of the moisture content and the water content right. in your the lettuce it's it's just not good to do yeah i wasn't yeah. thinking in terms of refrigerator i mean freezing it but like okay. maybe like refrigerating it um would, so, would it be so, would it be comparable to like say put it inside of once you get it like put it inside of some kind of plastic container and if so how long after that would you be able to put you uh eat it until it starts going yucky all right go ahead with your statement carrie yeah so dj i'm going to help you out on this one because okay. I love salads and I, I do buy the salad kits because when I work, I like to take a salad to work. But mm -hmm. when they're in those plastic containers that they, that they are sold in, they usually only last, you know, like three days or four days until you get that weird kind of taste texture on your lettuce and it's right. just not yes. palatable. Yes. So what I learned to do, and this goes back to um, the, the previous um, hand raise, I bought the larger mason jars and they're glass. If mm. you take, if you take those prep salads and you mm -hmm. put the protein at the bottom, like the chicken. And right. then if you put the bread, um, what is it? The croutons next. Croutons, yes. And then you um, open up that Parmesan packet and you put that in on top of those breadcrumbs. And then you stuff the rest of your um, mason jar with your um, with your salad. Mm -hmm. Put put the seal on, and then you know put the lid and the seal on. Uh -huh. If you package your lettuce like that, or your salads in glass jars, they actually extend up to seven days. Get out so of here! Oh, because of it being in a glass jar. Yes, but but if you but if you. you Right, but if you put it in plastic, you're back to the same situation you are when you bought it in that when plastic container. Right. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. and I know carrying a glass jar is not always the greatest thing to go to work, but for me to have everything prepped and done for the full five days of the workday, it was mm -hmm. so much easier to grab one mason jar and my, you know, it comes with that little packet of um, salad dressing. Right. Uh -huh. I, just, I, just, I just put that on top of the salad, screw that lid on, and everything is compact in one container and it stays fresh. Say yum if you know it's good. Thank you so much, Carrie, and thank you so much, Courtney. Oh, you're welcome, DJ. I just learned something new. Tony just learned something <laughs> new. <laughs> good. I'm so glad that we could help. All right, Diane, do we have any other raised hands? Uh, no, we had uh, Barbie had her hand up, and then she lowered it. So I don't know if you want to okay. call on her. Otherwise, we do have uh, Diana next. Okay. Let's go on to Diana if Barbie's hand is not raised. And this will be our last question because we're almost out of time. So go ahead, Diana. Yes, hi. Um, please, please forgive me if I zap out in the middle of this my my ipad's about ready to die okay. um i have a really big problem with i love salads just like a lot of us on this call seem to do um but i have a lot of problems with knowing how to <laughs> i know this sounds very simplistic but how to best prepare and store how to best prepare wash cut and store the romaine that to keep it fresh i it's just like i struggle with that okay all right, Carrie, do you want to answer or would you like me to? Well, it all depends on what type of um, 
salad you're doing, you know, um, as I've just, just regular with Tony and salad, you know, yeah. regular, yeah. So, you know, for, for my technique, a lot of my salads go in the glass jars because the glass jars do um, keep your lettuce, your salad fresher and crisper longer. And, you know, like Courtney was saying how she buys the romaine lettuce and it comes into three heads. You know, I usually cut down that lettuce and, you know, wash it. And then I will actually wrap a damp paper towel around the each um, head of romaine lettuce. So I know there's three there. So I'll have three wrapped up in a wet paper towel and put that in a Ziploc baggie. And that because it's a little bit hardier. And you can also do that with baby kale and spinach. Those are pretty hearty um, salads also. And you can actually use that same method. And it helps it keep it a little bit of moisture in there. But it also keeps it from um, just getting that, that, I don't want to say anything negative about salads. I, um, it doesn't get that weird texture on it. You right. know what I'm saying? So and you don't even like cut the lettuce up. You just, how do you wash it? I mean, I know, I know it's simple. Well, I... Yeah, I, I do wash, I mean, I wash all the all the lettuces, um, you know, because, you know, once again, you don't know what chemicals or, right. you know, how well they clean them and all that. And I mean, so you keep I, it in a whole little head of romaine, you don't, you don't cut it or at that point when you're washing it or anything, you just like. Nope, I, I don't cut, I don't cut, like to cut a lot of my um, lettuces or, you know, any of my um, foliages until I use it only because the, the. When it comes to salads, when you cut it, it starts the wilting process at the mm -hmm. time of the cut. So mm -hmm. like with Courtney's, I would probably take two of her heads of romaine. I would go ahead and wash, you know, flap, you know, how you just, you know, kind of shake it and up and dry it. leaves a little bit and stuff and yeah. kind of get water in there. Okay. Yeah. And then wrap it up in that paper towel and it'll create that little bit of, you know, moisture to keep it crisp. And then use that third one and chop it up. And then use my glass method to put those um, that romaine uh, in the glass jar to keep it fresher even longer, you know, for the ones that I've already chopped up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, thank you know, you. Yeah. But I, me personally, I like to buy fresh salad like once a week. So mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't go too much bulk on that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. okay. And when I prep my romaine... Um, you know, again, it just depends on, you know, health at that time when I get it in all and what's going on as to whether I prep the whole bag or not. The only cutting I do to my head of lettuce um, on the romaine is to cut the bottom part off where, you know, the stalk or whatever off. Then I run it under hot water or warm water and, um, you know, wash each leaf, you know, just kind of individually, not not you know anyway um so i'll you know wash it like that and then i'll either allow it to dry or pat it dry and then i break it into pieces um you know bite-sized pieces i don't use a knife other than to cut the end of the head of the romaine off yeah i'd heard that before that when you if you tear something in pieces it's not going to brown as easy as if you use a knife on it so right. i usually tried not to do that but I just have struggled with keeping romaine from going yucky because I'm single, uh, right. you know, before I can use it. So, all right. Um, I appreciate the tips, both of you ladies. Oh, you're welcome. No, thank you. Brown, 
eating, you know, um, a salad with romaine. And the heads I get are fairly small. That's usually a meal for me. So, uh, you know, I might throw a little protein on there and I might not. Um, but usually a head of romaine with some vegetables and, and that's my meal. So, right. Right. Do we have any other raised hands, Diane? Uh, Liz. Okay. Liz. Hi. Hi. Uh, on the romaine issue, um, I also uh, was taught by my mother and it works really well to do the thing where you take the romaine or the head and you wrap it up in a wet paper towel or even a wet cloth like a wet um uh like a light if you don't want to keep using paper towels you can use like a wet terry cloth or something you know uh -huh. like a wet kitchen cloth of some kind but i don't wash mine first because that just adds more moisture to it so i wrap it up in the cloth and i put it in a ziploc or i leave it out but i wrap it up in the cloth i tend not to be big on ziplocs because it keeps so much moisture in that the wet cloth by itself if you wrap it around the lettuce tends to keep the head pretty good and then I take the cloth off when I'm ready to use the lettuce and then I wash it. So okay. the problem with washing it ahead of time, I think, is that it adds more moisture in and it tends to make it less, um, uh, more likely to go um, uh, limp and miserable sooner. So the wet cloth, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I said that incorrectly. The lettuce the romaine, you just take a dry cloth and you put it around it so that it keeps. Uh -huh. And then I, I just put it in my uh, veggie drawer with the dry cloth around it. And I don't put a plastic bag on it because again, that just puts in, holds in a lot of moisture and it tends to make it go funny. And then when I'm ready to use it, I take the cloth off it. And I, I, I like you, I just, uh, pull off the leaves I don't cut it and then I wash the leaves because I, I I you do need to wash them before you use it right and the other thing that's really great to have is if you can get what's called a salad spinner uh -huh. the thing about having a salad spinner is once you've washed the leaves once you put it in the salad spinner a salad spinner is a um, a sort of a large strainer that sits inside this other container and it's got a crank on the top and you whirl it around and it takes all the moisture that you've just, you know, you wash your lettuce and then you spin it and it takes the moisture out. And so when you put it in your salad bowl and then put the dressing on it, you don't end up with watery salad dressing and it's just fabulous. Um, so I tend to avoid washing stuff before I store it. I wash it just before I use it. And that way it doesn't go funny earlier. And I also shop for very small households. So I share your concern about what to do with a great big amount of whatever. The other uh -huh. thing for the greens or salad that's good to remember is cabbages. So you can buy um, Chinese cabbage or bok choy or red or green cabbage and chop it up and make coleslaw, particularly in the winter when there's nothing else green around and your cabbage will stay really good and you will get that raw veggie and you can, you know, use carrots and cabbage and get raw salad stuff that may not be your green summer lettuces, but at least it'll be something. So hope that. Right. Helps. Yeah. 
I do uh, cabbage quite a bit, coleslaw quite a bit. Yeah, I hope so. that helps. Um, if you're going to do cabbage and coleslaw, do small amounts because you want to do it and use it up in a couple of days and then make more. Um, yeah, right. And, and don't use don't use a food processor to chop it or you'll get mushies. Just chop it up, chop it up or grate it up by hand. It's not that hard to do. Use a knife and then make up small amounts. Use it up in a day or two and then make up some new. So there you go. All right. Thanks, Liz. All right. Any other raised hands, Diane? Uh, uh, yes. And, and we did have two. Uh, Barbie and Joanne had their hands up and then they lowered them. So okay. again, I, I don't know if, you know, if you want to check on them, uh, but we do have a couple other raised hands as well. Okay. Go ahead with those hands. Okay. The raised hand, uh, yes, Linda. Okay. Linda, go ahead. Um, hi. Speaking of um, glass jars, um, I saw on Facebook recently that you can um, wash your strawberries and dry them, keep the, the leafy part still on them and then dry them really well and store them in a glass jar. And they last sometimes about three weeks in the glass jar. Ooh, I'll have to remember that. Yeah, that's an excellent tip. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because it's getting strawberry weather or season now. So, all right. Who's our next participant? Our next uh, raised hand belongs to Marcia Summers. I'm Marcia. Hey, I just wanted to mention that with having the vegetables all in a package that they came in and with the RP, a lot of times I couldn't tell what anything was. And so my husband got a lot of cloth bags, which breathe. And so I can go in there and feel, oh, this is the peppers and this is, you know, this is the carrots and this is tomato. So I get it all by feel. Okay. And that's been helpful for me. And the other thing, if, if that works with strawberries, would that be good for grapes too? I'm sure it would. Um, it wouldn't hurt to try it if you know we don't know the answer. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't. And the other, um, the other thing that I do when because my husband doesn't eat vegetables or fruit, so if I have too much and he goes to Sam, so he always has to get you know. Oh, but it's cheaper this way. So when I have too much, I have a juicer. And so I juice, yeah. I juice whatever needs to be eaten up. And then I use that juice to, to take my vitamins or if I'm yeah. thirsty. Yeah, good idea. Good tip. Thanks, Marsha. Great idea. Thank you, Marsha. All right, Barbie and Joanne, if you still have questions, go ahead and raise your hands and we'll get to those. Okay, any other hands, Diane? Um, no. Okay. Well, um, it is after the top of the hour. We try to allow a little extra time just in case we need it. And tonight we did. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, while we're waiting on Barbie and Joanne to raise their hands, if they still have questions, I will go ahead and say, if you would like to reach us, or if you have additional questions, please feel free to email us at acbcooks at gmail.com. Also, to get the recipes that we share um, on our calls, you can check out our listserv. Be sure to subscribe to that at ACB Cooks, the plus sign, subscribe at groups.io. And once you send that, it will get you subscribed and you'll start getting um, 
anything that we post. And it's a uh, right now it's very low traffic, so um, you won't be flooded with a lot of emails each day. All right, Diane, do we? Okay, yes, we do have we do have Joanne and Barbie. Okay, uh, Joanne is first. All right, Joanne, go ahead with your question. Ruth. Hello. Yeah. There. Okay. I didn't bring it out enough, enough tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot to turn it on. Um, ah. Now, uh, I was calling about the, the lettuce in the bag. If you buy lettuce that they already mixed lettuce in the bag, you need to use that within a day after you open it. It does not hold up at all. No, it doesn't. It does not. Uh, that was the because when DJ was talking about the salad, you know, in a bag or in a, in a plastic container, they don't last long. Once yeah. the air hits it, they start to wilt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was that was all I wanted to say. So okay, all right. But you Thank guys are doing a great job. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks for thanks, coming. Joanne. All right, I'll talk yeah. to you later. All right. Okay, and Barbie, hey, you Barbie, your question or comment? Uh, hello. Hi, Barbie. Hi. Well, a, a lot of everybody was saying a lot of good things. I was just making comments because I worked in the grocery store called Giant Food in my area, in the uh -huh. produce department and in the, um, where you buy the lunch meat stuff. Right. And they do say don't rinse your lettuce before you eat them because they make them wilted and everything. And they do a lot of that stuff when they put stuff on the salad bar. They only put it on there the day that they wash them. They don't wash them ahead of time. They don't right. wash any of the food ahead of time because they make them spoil quicker. Mm -hmm. And when they make like the fresh food you get from the gourmet giants, they have the labels that tell you three to four days, no longer. Depends right. on if you have mayonnaise in it. So right. a lot of people ended up saying a lot of those things. So that's why I put my hand down. But thanks uh, for giving me a chance. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for participating. You're welcome. Thank you, Barbie. Yes. Hey, any other hands, Diane? Uh, Diana. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Um, could you repeat the, I'm trying to write it down here real quick. Could you repeat the ACB Cooks list again? Yes. yes. Um, and also, I will say in the description of this call, there are links to the email address and how to subscribe. So if you want well, to click on that. I tried those. to click on that before the call and I never okay. got any feedback like, you know, welcome to the list or anything like that. I, so I don't know. It didn't. Okay. I didn't think I'll it be happy to give it. Yeah, I'll be happy to give it again. But, you know, okay. if you forget, I just want to let everybody know that that um, sure. should be in the description of each of our calls. So to subscribe to the listserv, it's ACB Cooks, the plus sign, the word subscribe, at sign groups.io. Okay, wonderful. All and right, will you get right. a feedback when you subscribe? Will you get like a message that says, welcome to the list or something like that? Uh, I honestly do not remember. Since this has been a couple of weeks. So if Peggy Carpenter is on here, um, I know she subscribed. And if she doesn't mind, if she remembers, if she got a response. I think she left. Okay. All right. Because so, um, I just don't, I did, like I said, I did it before the call, but I, it didn't give me any kind of feedback. So I don't know okay. whether I'm subscribed or not. Okay. All right. Well, um, 
I, I get a notification. It tells me when people have subscribed. So if I see yours come through, I will be sure to shoot you an email and let you know that we got it. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Carrie, did you have any final remarks? You want to take um, Tori? We'll, we'll take her in just a moment. Okay. Well, actually, um, you know, it's just one of those things prepping and, you know, pl meal planning ahead is um, going to be a time saver, a money saver for everybody. And if anybody has any tips or tricks, I mean, definitely email those to us because, you know, I love to hear everybody's input. This is awesome. I've learned a lot tonight from other people and this is great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And Tori, go ahead with your question and we'll need to wrap it up after this question. Okay. Two things quick. First of all, when I subscribed, I did get a notification saying okay. I was subscribed. Okay. So. Thank you. Tori. And the other thing, somebody was asking about keeping grapes longer and if, and if the jar would help. I don't know if the jar would help, but I know that if you get a bunch of grapes on the vine, they actually keep for a couple of weeks like that anyway. Yes, and you can freeze grapes, and they make a great little uh, cool and refreshing snack if you eat them frozen. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right. Thanks, Tori. Thank you all so much for joining in and participating tonight. Diane, thank you so much for hosting and helping us keep the room safe, welcoming, and respectful. Darrow, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday evening to stream for us. And we will be back next week with a cooking demo. We haven't decided what we're going to cook next, but yeah, it, you will find out when you get your email next week. So y'all have a great rest of your Sunday evening and a blessed rest of your week. Again, thank you all so much for coming.